the work week, am I right? But do you know what would make it a little bit better? Doing church on a Sunday and then listening to a podcast about the sermon. Welcome to the Post-Sunday Blues, a preaching post-mortem, a production of Liberty Church Collingswood. Each week we'll spend some time unpacking Sunday sermonics, and we hope that you'll be able to connect a little deeper with the message and the messenger. It's a win, if we can make your work week a little less blue. Hello, welcome to the Post-Sunday Blues, a preaching post-mortem. Are the house lights up or down right now? I don't... Uh, they're kind of like not on because it's bright and sunny. Oh, okay. It's an outdoor concert. Hmm. <laughs> you love Good it. Good comeback. What's your What's your favorite outdoor concert? Uh, Bruce Springsteen Jazz Fest 2006, right after Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. So that was a tearjerker, I hear. Yes, quite possibly the, uh, and even non Springsteen fans, but fans of New Orleans music, mm-hmm. have said that. That may have been the most significant, best concert in at least recent New Orleans history. That New Orleans history, not even just Bruce history. Yeah, in New yeah. Orleans history. Uh, and there was a Los Angeles Times music critic there uh-huh. who said he could not conceive of a better fusion of music and moment than that Bruce show. That's pretty. That's pretty incredible. Um, I, yeah. I think uh, relates to your blog, <laughs> which I did read this oh. week. Um, you have a two-parter. Yeah. It's also a tearjerker right? for what other did, reasons. What did you think? So on Letters to You on the Liberty Collins uh-huh. website, I, I said why I was so severely disappointed by Philadelphia's Bruce concert a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the contrast to the Katrina, post-Katrina concert oh, was, was Jim's uh, recent escapade into the Philadelphia Stadium concert. Yeah. You know, part of me thinks you need to let Bruce, like, just be old. <laughs> just let him be on cruise control. I wanna, I wanna interview you when you're Bruce's age, like when you're <laughs> seventy-two. I wanna go back and have you read that article and see what you think. Okay. I just think he's done so much. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Give him a breathing space, but I, I, I appreciate that you could be disappointed. People are disappointed with their. They're heroes. <laughs> People always say, don't meet your pastors. Something like that. <laughs> um, I mean, Cap, Cap, your other hero, he just like faded off. He just, he decided to stop conquering the world or saving the world from enemies. That was a right? perfect ending Is that a for spoiler? Steve Rogers. Um, I mean, so like, let Bruce have his nostalgic tour and let him just play the old hits. Like, okay. Um, Let's see. But let's see if Helen Wolves will actually read your blog, number one. Yeah. And number two, will they write back to you? Postsundayblues at gmail.com. Number three, will they agree with you or me? Postsundayblues <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay, stop Post. Stop with the singing. Okay. Um, we're here on this on this on this outdoor concert on this lazy afternoon. I am feeling like I want a Sunday afternoon nap, but um, put in a full day of work. Instead, we're Your day job. We're here. Call it storming Monday. Why this sermon? Why this Sunday? You, um, where was I this Sunday? Oh, I was at a pastor's wives retreat. Oh, yeah. I forgot. And actually, I, I thought it was interesting because the retreat topic kind of dovetailed with your sermon but let's i'll get back i'll get to that okay. in a little bit um tell us about why this sermon why this sunday well it was palm sunday and especially because i'm 
the Genesis sermon series will continue for, for Easter. Uh, it's kind of like sometimes yes, sometimes no, where for Palm Sunday and or Easter, I'll divert from a regular sermon series just to be able to hit the narratives related to Palm Sunday, crucifixion, mm-hmm. and resurrection. So I chose not to do that for Easter, but if I wasn't going to do that for Easter, it made sense to me to Detour a little. set off Holy Week from just any other week on the church calendar by going back to the story of Jesus' triumphal entry yeah. in, into Jerusalem. So, so this was an old sermon, I mm-hmm. think, from 2016 rewritten. One thing that I mentioned to Eric Mitchell when we met today is I think a lot of the time when I preach on Jesus' triumphal entry, <clears throat> I will tend to pair the triumphal entry story itself with another story either before or after. So pretty rarely do I preach only on the triumphal entry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's usually that part plus. of the story plus something else, and it's exactly no why. So Jesus praying over Jerusalem uh-huh. I've done before, Jesus' triumphal entry plus turning over the tables of the money changers in the temple, which occurs soon after this. And in this case, it was the smaller precious moments of... Is precious moments a scrapbooking? No, it was like those statue things. Those like little like cutesy. Yeah. I was very into them when I was in high school, like middle school, elementary school. Liked precious moments. Did we live close by? I I remember passing on the highway. I I don't know if it was recently or not. Like the precious moments world or something. Does that ring a bell? No. We never actually pulled over. But yeah, so the quiet moment, dinner with friends, loved ones, Mm -hmm. and Bethany before the triumphal entry. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's a good pairing. Um, What roadside sign would cause you to actually pull over? The, you like never, we never on road trips, we never pull over yeah. to like make some kind of detour. I uh, I often think if I married someone different, I, I would, but I don't care enough to like actually make it a thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against pulling over if I see a rest area head sign, but I don't think that's what you have in mind. No, like the billboard, like you were right. just, you were just saying the precious moments billboard, yep. like what billboard would make you say, we got to stop and go into this thing. Well, I, my I would say the Vegas odds would be highest. One of these times when we drop Josiah off to college or come back, oh, I know. H- hitting the Basketball Hall of Fame. I knew it. But, it is, but you've it been is saying right it for, off the interstate. We have been saying it for 20 years, though, every time we pass by. That is true. Well. <laughs> okay, Basketball I'm, Hall of Fame. I'm not a diverter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I just diverted because yes. I am a diverter. <laughs> also true. But, so this particular quiet moment, um, the quiet uh, before Palm Sunday, mm-hmm. um, tell us a little more about what you were hoping for specifically. Or like, what was it that God was doing in your life this week that caused you to add this part to this Palm Sunday sermon? Yeah, it was simply... I really like this story, and when I was going back through old sermons, it, I was drawn to it with the idea that in the midst of either a busyness or a sadness, it's good to simply be with Jesus. Yeah. And if verse 3, and then we can turn to present to the Lord's Son Studios here, Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard. Do you have any nard perfume? I don't wear perfume, generally. Uh, do you know what nard is even? No. I actually don't either. And anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. 
uh, beautiful verse and struck by the both the beauty and I didn't use this word in the sermon on Sunday, but the uselessness of it mm-hmm. besides adoring Jesus and and savoring the time with him. So that's what I was burdened by getting across to people. Yeah, it's great. Going into this Sunday, last Sunday. Um, and this is a melding. You're already in Sun Studios. Right. As you're talking about this passage. But yep. what else what else about this passage was drawing you? Not just with triumphal entry, not just with the last few days of Jesus' life, but one of the interesting things throughout all of the Gospels is looking not only at Jesus, but how people around Jesus respond to him. And pairing these stories together gives windows into a lot of different types of people responding to to, to Jesus in different ways, from the Jewish leaders that want Jesus done away with, to Judas, Mm -hmm. to the crowds themselves saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel, and then to Mary. So the the sermon was a pretty pretty standard issue as far as you know what sermons will do with gospels, uh, just comparing and contrasting the different responses to Jesus because I think they are strikingly strikingly different from one another, mm-hmm. and it's always the goal underneath that to get us to get the listeners to find themselves mirroring behaviors of of these different people. And, and, and we come from a theological tradition, an interpretive tr- tradition, where the whole idea of reading the Bible is not to say, who are the bad guys, who are the good guys, be a good guy, don't be a bad guy, mm-hmm. all, all, although there's some of that. But we don't just pat ourselves on the shoulder for responding to Jesus like Mary does here, but to find ourselves in some of these more mixed and or negative responses too. Right. Um, and you were kind of like just mentioning the the notion that each of these or the four different gospels have like slightly variations mm-hmm. in accounts um, yeah. in this just what what is the challenge or how do you choose which account to preach on in any given time or or do you feel like you're preaching from the collective narrative yeah you know i actually don't spend it spend a ton of time uh-huh. on that question so the it what what drew me to this account of the triumphal entry um was the bethany scene right ahead of it and within the gospels themselves about the triumphal entry there are some versions that are longer, some are shorter. Not everyone, I have to go back and double check, but I think this is true. Not everyone has the Zechariah reference. Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. That's quoting from Zechariah chapter 10. Mm-hmm. I like the explicit connection there where Jesus is a different kind of king, That all, all that stuff mm-hmm. with, um, yeah, and, and, and also a, just a nice Old Testament overlay and actually around that point in Zechariah not far away there's references to a messian the messianic figure coming to the Mount of Olives so you get that connect which Jesus will be at very soon as well so I I do enjoy the Zechariah connections in addition to the from the Psalter Hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord type type of stuff fun so was there anything else in this in this particular version then or account that you wanted to highlight that you were chewing on as you approached this scripture I think it's always interesting to 
try to dissect a little bit the response of the crowds mm -hmm. where they are cheering for Jesus. So we don't want to throw them under the bus too much. There are laying in between the different accounts, they're laying down their cloaks, they're waving palm, palm branches. Big palm branches. Yes, they're cheering for Jesus. <laughs> and But at the same time, uh, what they have in mind for the days to come from Jesus is probably different from what, what Jesus has in mind. So it, it probably political Messiah, get rid of Rome. Sure. And, and that's simply not not what Jesus what Jesus has in store and there are little clues within the telling of the story that the crowds the crowd doesn't might have be, it right yeah, might, yeah it might be misunderstanding and I I'll mention too a typical thing that you'll hear from from preachers is that the same crowds that said Hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord mm -hmm. are, are the, the ones that say Barabbas yeah. instead of Jesus crucify him. I've, I've heard a couple other Bible scholars say that's probably, not, probably true not true. For, yeah, but anyway, make, make, it makes for, it makes for a nice bookend. Yeah. Uh, two more things from from me here, Em, and whatever else you'd have. That 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 verse three really is beautiful with with the anointing by Mary of mm -hmm. Jesus. Just to be clear, there there are a couple other stories that have some similarity in the different gospel accounts but they're not all the same so right different moments right like so that. for example in luke i think it's luke 7 the latter part of luke 7 there is a prostitute that finds her way into the house of simon when simon the pharisee is hosting jesus she weeps wipes jesus feet mm -hmm. with, with her tears but different scene yeah. Different woman, different episode, although similar. With similar concept, which actually, yeah. like to me, indicates that that's not just a one-time or one oh, one occasion type of response that we mm -hmm. should have, but there's there's something kind of even bigger, or maybe maybe about how we uh, how we're called to respond, not, yeah. not just one of the incidences, like right, like if it was just this Mary incidents right before uh, his crucifixion. You could interpret it as like I don't know burial preparation. Yeah. The, the like the statement right before. Right. Um, right before. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the anointing right before the the. Um, what is Palm Sunday? What am I? Why am I? Like the whole palm thing. Yeah. Palm parade. Triumphal entry. <laughs> right. That. Gotcha. Um, but because it also existed. Um, at the home of Simon with the prostitute, yep. who's also called Mary, right? No? She's not named oh, not in that named? story. Huh. Um, there's different Marys in the Gospel sure. accounts, which is another source of confusion. Right. So there's just the idea that... In people's minds. The, including my own, apparently. Um, the idea that we, part of our calling would be to offer sacrifices to Jesus. Like yeah. The idea of sacrificing something that is precious to us that has no necessarily... Like a, not a big significant yeah. like, reason, but um, right some some part of willingness. Yeah, w one point of engagement there. The and I I don't think this is a very strong connection, but it's similar idea in the Old Testament behind the sac the sacrificial system, which on one hand I think is pretty familiar if you're a reader of the Bible, but it's always good to stop and think. And I, in my Bible reading plan, I'm at various places where tons of sacrifices are made mm -hmm. uh, in, in worship of Yahweh, the, the one true, true God. But always remember 
that costs money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you're sacrificing all of these animals to the Lord, that comes at deep cost to yourself. Right. Because that's your source of income Food. and livelihood. So, so Sacrifice your minivan. Right. Yeah. Or your your bank account. Mm-hmm. You burn up your bank account yeah. as a as a free will offering sort of thing. So 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 there is this cynically speaking useless, but I think positively speaking sheer extravagance of worship worship of Jesus mm-hmm. that that is striking. Right. And might might be lost by some of us maybe. Yeah. So that's that's good. And um, and then the last detail real quick unless you wanted to talk about that. You could tell more. that I was moving on. Yes. The <laughs> I, so the the raising of Lazarus from the dead is <clears throat> Only is a miracle that only occur is a story. It is a miracle, of course, that only occurs in in John's gospel. And Mary here is the sister of Lazarus and Martha, who are all siblings. But it is always funny to me when I come into the story that the detail is given. The chief priest made plans to put Lazarus to death as well because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. So, <laughs> so the one Jesus had raised from the dead. Right. Yeah. And so, so that the amount of hatred and the threat registered from the part of the Jewish leaders on account of Jesus, they, they hated him so much that not only did they want to put Jesus to death, yeah. but Lazarus was a marked man right. as well. It's like, sorry, buddy, Bigger you got raised from the dead. Now you're a, now you're a wanted man. Got it. Um, yeah, kind of crazy, but it, it does, you know, flesh out the picture a little bit more to like, remember that there's like to put yourself in the shoes then of Mary, who, whose brother is being marked for. Yeah. Um, assassination because of his connection to Jesus. Um, the misfortune of a, being raised yeah, from the dead. Yeah, it's a big thing. Um, Lighting the waters, as you approached this and tried to connect it to our life now, what, yeah. was, the, what was your connection point? How did you... I, I mean, I know the connection point, but how, how did that process go? What were you trying to do? So with the crowds, there's always an interesting point of contact. If if the crowds don't fully get Jesus and are hoping that Jesus would serve their own ends, we do the same thing. So talking about how either with God or with other people, we can be manipulators and seek to serve ourselves. So wanting to spend some time exploring there. And I forget which preacher I originally heard say that uh, even the fact that we lie when we say that Mm -hmm. we're caught in traffic instead of just leaving too late. That, that says something about how congenitally we just always want people to think better about ourselves than we actually are. Right. Um, and and, that, and that's, that's a manipulation. And uh, we can do that with Jesus. There are plenty of studies written over the years about how different church traditions, especially in the U.S., can create different Jesuses mm-hmm. of, of their mm-hmm. own of their own making but but we can do that too and i think it was way back in our first church um where one of the ways that we can manipulate jesus is just uh turn him into the quote-unquote cosmic vending machine i don't know if you remember vaguely somebody like ann uh-huh. talking about that way, the vending machine way, jesus. way in the day so so i did want to take some time to say and and this was something that i added to this version of the sermon if if you're in a relationship that's all ask mm-hmm. it's not really a relationship right. because there's no real give and take there you're just in the case of jesus like gimme 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 mm-hmm. and that's not what mary's doing here even though we can and should when we're in need pray to jesus for help of course mm-hmm. but 
Mary in verse 3 is not treating Jesus like a cosmic vending machine and we we can and should learn from her but she's even more filled thinking about Mary being in a place of deep self-forgetfulness and having no need the very taste of heaven mm-hmm. when when it seems like she's at a place of deep calm peace and joy in the presence of Jesus and thinking a little bit more too and this was also newly written I think for this version of the sermon just exploring the idea treat Jesus like a person uh, mm-hmm. and what do, we, what do we do with people we love we love to spend time with right with them you had your drawing illustration right drawing with the kids yeah girls. we we love to Boys too actually oh yeah yeah I, I think about it I, I actually drew, drew more with, with Josiah and Micah mm-hmm. than Jesse and Claire Jesse was kind of on her own and Claire Claire was more of a Board game. So she was the one that I had most directly in mind with the because cards. Because it was the most recent. Yeah. But actually, Josiah and Micah, or... you drew a lot of co- comic book. Yep, yeah. A lot of comic book co- drawing. I, I drew consistently enough and colored consi- consistently enough with them that I actually think I raised my skill level <laughs> of, of, of drawing. Which, As do which, they. Which I've since lost, sort of like when you live in Philly, you're better at parallel parking. But, but that, that, that skill... That skill wins, yeah. But certainly, wanting people to think about how moments. how can I treat Jesus as a person that I love, so that I can be better filled by Him at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is interesting to contrast with the Psalms and the, I, the palms. I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. when I said big palms, you know, I was referencing the like joke you showed me that was not in the sermon feed. So like. <laughs> The giant palms that, uh, I, I don't know, did your audience, so explain to me what happened because I was not there. I was just um, listening this morning. Well, for starters, Helen Wolves, if, if any of you wonder, am I the type of person who tells a joke that my wife was not present for and therefore I go back and have her watch the video so that she could joke? she can see the joke the answer is absolutely yes i am that type of person so the there was a palm frond on the front of the pulpit that was outrageously large like really really strangely big it's not strange it's just how large palms are well even so the the tops of the palm fronds were peeking out vertically over the over the pulpit I, i i would have stationed the whole thing lower and as I was watching Ivana's liturgist and then Eric giving announcements, I was like, the palm is genuinely obstructing part <laughs> of the view of the of the speaker. And that just reminded me of like the little cute velociraptor poking out in Jurassic Park saying hi. So that's that's what I that's what I did. Is that where because Clara, I asked her this morning um, for any sermon feedback and right. she said that people actually laughed this time was that was that what she was referencing or was there some other joke i think that must have been it yeah but i'll take it i don't know people you don't need to <laughs> laugh at things like that I, what is it what kind of yeah the like um, physical comedy yeah physical comedy oh. is not my is the that is 100 percent not my comedy fair true um context so you're engaging some some palm, sorry palm sunday mm-hmm. with the idea of also not just the crowds of worship, but also these quiet moments. Um, I think it's a great contrast. Yeah. Um, and it's helpful for me in terms of the idea of um, response to faith. And this relates to like my, I was at this woman's retreat of mm-hmm. pastor's wives. And oh, the, thanks for coming back to that. Yeah. The uh, 
former leader. What is what is his title? Steve Hubert's title right now. Uh, he is still the director. Network of the director. Liberty so the Community network Churches. director's wife. He is not the former director. Sorry. <laughs> Where the like, I have no idea what it's there. There, there, there's can, no coup afoot right now. <laughs> Maybe you should plan a coup, it'd be fun. Uh, um, anyways, Christine led us in what was really Steve Huber's wife relationally, what you're describing, where where it was just super quiet sense of mm-hmm. um meditation and reflection on how God has worked in, in the past and the present, and mm-hmm. um, just reminded me of this contrast of like quiet times of of um meditation and sacrifice and yeah. uh, versus versus some of the uh screaming crowds of worship that right can be be can stand in contrast not necessarily worse but just yeah. good to have both which, which is why bruce is such a great artist he he rocks out and then has the quiet precious moments too and you didn't like the lack of quiet precious moments is that what you're saying in the bruce there were very few quiet precious moments in the concert two weeks ago it's true <laughs> uh anything else anything else you were trying to speak to lent you were talking about lent so that's another context you yeah. were addressing where i think you were calling us to not just stop eating chocolate but also to yeah. um put aside things in order to actively pursue yeah it's quiet. a classic classic both and of Lent where mm-hmm. hey people we're trying to do less of these things that are otherwise good to create more space specifically in order to welcome Jesus into our lives in a deeper fuller way and hopefully people of the Collingswood and otherwise are doing that yeah anything else for this section no, um, bar band cover tunes we had Jurassic Park which I have never watched I don't really intend to I don't think I'd like it right I mean I think at this stage, if you haven't seen it, yet, <laughs> you're, you're not going to. Um, I think I know what happens. I think it's been spoiled for me. That was our, that was June of our sophomore summer. Uh, really was the original was really spectacular, and it holds up. I feel Watch like even the then I was like, nope. I'm not a Michael Crichton either. I think I read. I, Were you not? No, I think I did. No, you read. did like Michael Crichton. Read a couple of his the books. The author okay, of uh, the book Jurassic Park. Um, not a Michael Crichton movie aficionado. Okay. Um, you also, you've already quoted, um, you've quoted your uh, Bruce Springsteen reference. Right. You quoted the like traffic reference. There was, read a, a review, so, so I've never read a novel by Adam Thurwell, although he's on my list, but I did read it. Uh, review article about his work uh, that talked about his characters or that quotes a character nice city becomes the excuse for cruelty and violence our insistence on always appearing fair kind and unprejudiced Mm -hmm. turns out to be mere camouflage so that seems like a lot of people not in philly (laughs) (laughs) that that is true yeah that's what we love about philly you're not you don't try to camouflage with nicety you just say it like it is that's true just as our quick-witted relentlessly ingratiating inner monologue inner monologues serve to conceal our monstrous egotism It's funny because it's true. And and speaking of movies, did did you see Say Anything? Have you ever seen Say Anything? I think I have. Uh, tell me more. What did you romantic it here? comedy? I did romantic comedy with John Cusack. That a little bit unusual. 
this was a Sunday morning edition. I usually don't add material. Especially not a rom-com. Were you, were you watching the... it without me when I was at the women's retreat? You were watching <laughs> rom-coms? I, I was not watching a rom-com. <laughs> the, and, unless you call what I was watching a romantic comedy. <laughs> but, uh, it, in a certain sense, it is. The... So Say Anything, romantic comedy starring John Cusack. And I was in my Sunday morning prep for the sermon thinking about the kind of this all this useless beauty idea with Mary extravagantly giving mm-hmm. adoration to Jesus in this way. And it, and it doesn't do anything. So, so there's no function of, or there's no, it's, it's not a function box where you put this in and you get something out of it. Mary is just being with Jesus and... Uh, showering him with all of this perfume, kind of like Lloyd Dobler telling his girlfriend's dad when they first meet, Uh-oh. what do you want to do with your life career-wise? I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything as a career. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed or buy anything sold or processed or process anything sold, bought or processed or repair anything sold, bought or processed. You know, as a career, I don't want to do that. So that that's the u- uselessness. But then he goes on to say, "I want my job to. I want I want it to be my job that I be with your daughter." Good luck running that by by uh, any dad, actually. Yeah. Um, right. But that's the same idea. Like he does, he doesn't want to do anything besides just be with her. That's all I want to do too. Can we like move to? I don't know. The beaches of Martinique. Sure. I want to just like lie there, okay. do nothing, hang out with you. I, I did want to, and I, I'm happy to go into guitar slim pickings. You, um, I mean, the other else? reference was that your super note reference. Were oh, you gonna yeah, I actually put that, that in or was that guitar slim guitar pickings? Slim? Okay, well, yeah, that can be our transition point. Okay. Um. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, like the our phones are listening right to us because I I keep on getting Supernote ads from like on Facebook, Google. Like yeah. I keep on getting Supernote ads. I'm like, well, I don't need these Supernote ads because my husband keeps talking about Supernote. Yeah. Well, it it's for the remarkable too. I think not Supernote or or is it? Well, they they have no, like literally a, the ads that I be I'm being shown are the Supernote. Oh, that's crazy. It, yeah. And, and dismaying. Yeah. Yeah. It connected with that. And I, I'm pretty rarely on Reddit for, for any reason, but but there are some, like, Supernote user Reddit things, and so I've Supernote been... Supernote is the thing that gets you on Reddit. That yep. It's just... Co- that's very comical. So, well, I, 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 still, I still don't have the app, but I'm just accessing it by web browser, and I've begun getting emails from Reddit, that, which has never happened. Like, And I haven't put in my email address anywhere for anything on reddit but like i'm getting emails to my inbox because it knows that i'm and browsing the, the irony is that as you say supernote is trying to stream us streamline yeah. us down so maybe i guess that's what they're targeting their ads are targeting people who don't want to see ads anymore and who <laughs> might be interested in supernote where they won't see ads anymore yeah <laughs> that's pretty meta not the company but the concept <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Uh, I I am enjoying my Supernote. I am using it right now to talk. Yeah, to to talk mm, with sure. with with notes. That 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 was a spontaneous. I was not planning on saying that, but it just kind of yeah. It comes out because it's coming out all the time. Right. All you talk about is Supernote. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just kind of riffing, and riffing I, on the yeah, super note air guitar right now. Yeah, you also, your sermon, like, mentioned how, like, there's nothing else in tech that would you'd ever, ever, ever comment upon, like, with this much affection. And yeah. I think that's true. Like, not even your stereo system. Well, <laughs> I mean, I did write multiple blog posts about not having a subwoofer. So that, which is still a process. I think it's like the absence of, I think prior to, it wasn't like, uh, anyway. Yep. Yep. I, no. It's a new, it's a new you. Right. Some people can change. It, Anything it, it's else wish you could redo? One thing that I cut was the original, when I was talking about Mary having no need as a taste of heaven, I originally, when I preached a sermon in 2016, Quoted a Marah lyric mm, at, Marah at, at that point, but yeah. you know, as Marah continues to fade yeah. in the public view, mm -hmm. although M A R A H, the I would put their second, their second, fourth, and fifth album specifically up against anybody. So those albums hold up, and they are deeply precious to me. But but they're 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 so little known that it, it just yeah, didn't it's, didn't it's feel done. like yeah um, I'm gonna quote this band that nobody's heard of yeah so so it got excised I yep. understand yeah um, it made me sad though Hound Wolves not this week oh uh yeah right in people whether Jurassic Park Bruce Springsteen or otherwise did want to say I think we might be taking a two week break with the Post Sunday Blues the spring breaking. Yeah, so preaching the Easter sermon, but then we're just going to be t taking a week vacation for various things and for breaking. Yeah, <laughs> Helen was. I, I want you to know that I could do this little bit of work of recording the podcast during my vacation, but You're I not gonna. I, I will not. Uh, although with a lot of the podcasts we listen they to, do. people take it on the road. Yeah, they're like, I'm on you're vacation just, right now. You're just not committed enough. It's called Sabbath. It's one of our practices of taking spring of break presents. Is Sabbath. And then, yes, well, so. when you're on vacation, you're on vacation, okay. I think. And then also the week after that, or Kyle Connect is going to preach the Sunday after Easter when I'm mm -hmm. gone. And I'm going to be in Oklahoma City the week after that. So what? there's also going to be no, no, <laughs> no post Sunday blues. <laughs> did, did you really not I know think that? I didn't okay. Know. Good. And then you're going to be gone again, but we won't go there. Travel season. Need to talk about uh, that. But yeah, so just want to give a heads up that there is a little, a little break on the way, but we'll we'll miss you until, until we yeah. until we return. Or you can Although, show up on Easter and say hi. Yeah, uh, but the flip side for five golden things to to preview a tenth anniversary Ooh. is coming. For Liberty Collingswood at the end of April, I am recording, I'm going to do a Zoom call tomorrow. I'll be interviewing John Travis, original launch team member, for his nice. top five memories of the early days of Liberty Collingswood. Uh, and then... It's going to be a good one. And then I'm going to be interviewed for another Five Golden Things episode that'll release, I think, towards the end of April. Pat McAdams is going to interview me top five early Liberty Callings with fails. So I could give some blooper reel. <laughs> the, I actually need one, to ask you if you, if you could take part I, in the yeah. 10th anniversary service. Oh, sure. But that's not oh, a blooper. Great. The fails. Okay. The top 10 fails. I don't think I want to participate because I would start getting probably like not podcast worthy angry. Yeah. <laughs> 
And just for the record, I said top five fails, but you you just said top ten fails. So I think even that <laughs> the fact that I itself. have ten, <laughs> so easy. Um, that's it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or however we want to do this. Okay, fine. How was it? Woo! That was amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been the Post Sunday Blues, a preaching post mortem production of Liberty Collingswood. Go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe, and you can find all things Liberty Collingswood at libertycollingswood.org. No more post Sunday blues. Here comes some pre Sunday happy. Okay. <coughs> Hello. <coughs> oh. <laughs> False alarm.